DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home. And right now, Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention DJ and PK when you call and get a fourth room clean for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning at 801-288-9376. PK, two birthdays today. And if you remember these football stars, one player, one coach, but both celebrities. If you remember them, man, these numbers are going to make you feel old. Jimmy Johnson. How about them Cowboys? 77 years old today. Two-time Super Bowl winner. Had a great college coaching career at Oklahoma State, Miami. National title there. Two Super Bowls with the Cowboys. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's 77. His hair hasn't changed in four decades. His hair's gotten whiter. Yeah, but... Hasn't moved. Yeah. Hasn't receded. His hair's gotten whiter. And... Go ahead. I remember Jimmy Johnson, of course. A couple things. Way back when, I want to say 1985, you can look this up. He played in the Fiesta Bowl against UC Los Angeles, I think. And I covered that game. I remember interviewing Jimmy Johnson out on the field after the game. Things have changed so much uh, that uh, you can do that. And I was just a young kid, barely starting. I was working for the Casa Grande Dispatch. Oh, yeah? And, and you're like, yeah. hey, I could go cover the Fiesta Bowl for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they let, they let me do that stuff. Uh, I covered uh, stuff that went on in Phoenix if we thought it was big enough. So I went up. I covered uh, ASU home football games then, and then the Fiesta Bowl. was It was a day game. I don't remember if it was a New Year's Day or, or what, but I can remember. I remember being out, and it was this beautiful day, obviously, in the winter in, in the Phoenix area, and his uh, Miami team was there. And then he was a high school classmate of Port Arthur, Texas, of Janis Joplin. <laughs> so he went to high school with Janis Joplin, and he went to college with Jerry Jones. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Good combo. Uh, Excellent coach. 1984, uh, they still had some sizzle because Schnellenberger had had that national championship team the year before, and they'd been the Cinderella story and played this legendary bowl game. But that Jimmy Johnson team didn't have a defense, went 8-5, and and the game you covered, UCLA won 39-37. But, man, Jimmy Johnson needed one year to get going because he only lost four football games in the next four years. And Miami was on top of the world. Just crushing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we all remember that, and they were like renegades. And, oh yeah, and and all De- that stuff. And yeah, Dennis Erickson came in, and then uh, Butch Davis after that. But Jimmy Johnson, ten and two, eleven and one, twelve and zero, eleven and one. <laughs> just just crushed. Rank second, rank first, rank second. That was when uh, Miami was on top of the world. But it goes to show you to go back to your point about you know the Utes and when do they get in a Rose Bowl? And you see these programs, and when they're up, it's hard to believe they're ever going to fall apart. You know, Miami was nobody until Schnellenberger. And then he won a title and left immediately for a pro job with the USFL. And Jimmy Johnson came in, and then we know these other coaches came behind him. But man, when Miami fell off, and now it's just six and seven, seven and six, it's just so blah now. You know, they've had, they haven't had a top 10 team since 2003. Now, they may have been in the top 10 somewhere, but they haven't finished in the top 10 since 2003. They've only had one 10-win season since 2003. 
You know, it's that they're not what they were. And when they're on top, they were just crushing it. And we've seen that with USC. You know, when they are on top, they just crush it. But then they have these long stretches where they just can't get it together. But then they get it together, and the window for winning closes for everybody else. It just slams shut. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of varying reasons in there. Uh, And you wonder how will that compare to Utah because in the state of Florida, they've got so many programs, and I think that's part of the reason these other programs got better and they were competing for the talent and all that stuff, so it became harder. How does that affect Utah? You know, Utah, we've got two other D1 programs in the state, obviously, with uh, BYU and Utah State. But my thought is Utah now being in the Pac-12, they're not going to get every single kid locally that they want because you had a couple of things. Some kids may may just want to go to BYU. Uh, More importantly, I think the bigger reason for the Utes is the kids want to go out of state. That's, That's a troubling, I don't want to call it a trend or a pattern. It's just a a troubling aspect. It is a trend. Yeah, I I need to see more evidence of it. So if you want to go trend, I'm not ready to call it a trend because I still think they're getting some of them. Like this D-end at a quarter canyon uh, is expected to come in and be a really good player. Now, he was committed to Texas. They change the defensive uh, coaches there and all that stuff, and the kid ends up committing to and coming to Utah. In the final analysis, he's a Ute, and that's really all that matters. Now, it was a circumstances that it's troubling that he would commit to Texas. Why would a kid who is a very good kid at a position that they've been excellent at for a long time, right? D-line, obviously. Why would he want to go to Texas in the first place? That's a troubling aspect of it for me because, in my mind, University of Utah up the road has everything that you could possibly want if you're a defensive lineman. They've got us. I could. I would need a program to list all the guys in the last 10, 15 years who've played in the NFL. There is no way I can recite them off the top of my head, but yet I can recite all the quarterbacks who've played in the NFL in the last 10 to 15 years. It's not a very long list, obviously. And so here, that, that's, a, that's a concern. Why are these kids looking to book it? Because of the fact that you can get whatever you need there at the U of U. Uh, so that's 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 concerning because as this state produces more and more talent and it figures to produce more talent, not less, figures to pr- produce more, how much is that going to get picked off? Now, I've talked about this uh, forever, as far as you know, as far as Arizona, losing all these kids. Yep. It, it, that, that's not a trend. That's that's a that's a reality that that's just beyond whatever what's what is ahead of a trend and a pattern whatever that is a way of life that's what you have in arizona they they book it at just to quote gordon number gordon monson the numbers are astounding hmm. at the number of kids who leave that's bothersome and i think that's impacted this program both of the programs in the state of Arizona, as far as them getting over the hump and being consistent. They've each had a moment or two, but they haven't had any form of consistency. And I think that's, in my mind, that's the number one problem. And here for Utah. It's been a trend. Now, maybe as they win more, 
And, you know, and they've had nine-win teams, right? And they had a 10-win team and all that. But they have picked it up here the last two years going to the Pac-12 title game. So while it's been a trend, can they win enough? Can they win at a new level that changes the trend? And it's too, this is too early to tell. But this particular year, and you're looking at the rankings, and I know Kyle doesn't like the rankings, right? They, 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 they evaluate people on their own way, and it's worked out, and people nobody really wanted have ended up getting drafted in the NFL. So you got to give Kyle some wiggle room on this because he's, he's proven it with the NFL draft. But going off the 24-7 rankings, this 2020 class, Kyle got four of the top five to go to the U in the state. So that starts to break what I consider, you don't, but what I consider a trend. The year before, Washington came in and took a kid. LSU came in and took a kid. Oregon came in and took a kid. So when you go back and you see that in previous years, that's why I think, well, that's a problem. Now, not as big a problem. If you get four out of five, I mean, you're right. You can... You can never control what each and every kid. Some kids just want to go, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but if you go back to 2018, Texas took a kid, Bama took a kid, Washington took a kid, Oregon took a kid. Uh, those are the top four. Uh, Vanderbilt took a kid, and I presume that's because <clears throat> there was an offensive coordinator there <laughs> who had ties to Utah. But now he's here, right? So maybe Kyle with that hires. Taking Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt seems like a one-off. That doesn't seem like a trend. But when you see Oregon, Washington, Alabama, Texas, or the, the Pac-12 coming in and taking kids is definitely a trend. Well, it's not necessarily they got four out of the top five because how do I know the four out of the top five? Not all, not all four out of the top five are created equal. So I don't follow it enough to know those four that you listed, are they the type of caliber of players that an Oregon would want? I don't know that, or a Washington would want. Just because you're getting the top kids doesn't mean every single year those top kids are great football players. I'm not saying they're not. I don't know. I really have no idea if they are or they aren't. I would have to see how it plays out. I can only go in past rather than the current year. I don't know if these kids are going to have offers from all these top-level Pac-12 and other programs that you just mentioned. So I'd have to investigate that. I just can't look and go click on and see, oh, the top four of the five, they're going to Utah. That's good news because they may not be as good as some of the other kids who went to Stanford and so forth and so on. So I just think that in order to maintain your program at an elite level, you've got to get, particularly in our state, you've got to get these kids. It's harder to get out-of-state kids, obviously. And so I don't view it as a a problem yet. It's not a problem to the level that it is in Arizona. That's I'm confident to say that. Yeah, no, you're right about that. You're you're absolutely right about that. Um, Well, the the kid that you referenced uh, who was going to go to Texas is Van Fillinger out of uh, of Corner Canyon. and I think off what we've heard of him, he's been labeled a four-star kid. Like, that's the kind of kid other people want. They lost oh, Noah, sure. Noah Sewell. Yeah. The, the one of the top five who got away was Noah Sewell going to Oregon. And that's definitely the kind of kid they want. You know, that's a no-brainer. Um, Nate Ritchie uh, out of Lone Peak. I don't know if they – man, if, if the youth say he's a defensive back and he can play and if he's ranked fourth in the state, I, I assume other schools wanted him. You know, I assume that that's a good get for the youth. Kyle doesn't – why you wanted him badly. Kyle doesn't tend I've to seen miss. that kid play. Yeah, Kyle doesn't tend to miss on defensive backs. You can argue with him if you want, but then it seems like a you problem. 
Well, the good thing about that is if you're going to miss kids, miss defensive backfield. Because you'll hit on enough others it won't matter so much? Right. Yeah. yeah, you can go get those. Those guys, it's amazing how many guys they've put in the NFL. Again, I would need a program, a media guy, oh, yeah. to remember all the kids who've gone the NFL out of the defensive backfield. There's no way I could recite them all because I'd miss them. That's how many they've had. So, yes, if you get one locally, he must be pretty good. And, two, if you don't get him, eh, don't sweat it as much because you can get somebody else. Your track record is pretty well darn good on that one. I don't think anybody can argue on that puppy. The other birthday today that will make you feel old, Barry Sanders is 52. ESPN's college football account tweeted out uh, – Happy birthday wishes to him with some video, and it's video of him in college lighting Wyoming up in the Holiday Bowl, just just carving them up. And and those are good runs, but th- but they aren't his best. His runs. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Detroit Lion football. I mean, it's the only game on on Thanksgiving Day. And other than that, I would just see a you know a highlight here and there. But Barry Sanders highlights those were awesome. Is there you got any running back? Who compares to him? Because the people I hear compared to him are people I didn't see. You know, people I've, you know, who retired before I started following football. Gail Sayers is the one who gets thrown out there a lot. Well, uh, I think time. at the college level, Reggie Bush. Yes, good call. Favorably, good call. Not the, the ability to to run and change directions and have your center of gravity not be off balance and maintain a high level of speed. So I would say Reggie Bush. Now Barry Sanders had the better NFL career. But uh, his ability, maybe a Tony Dorsett uh, could do that type of thing. But, yeah, those types, of, those types of guys are special. Plus, he played in an era in which the running back was a more central figure to the offense than it is now. You know, there are other guys who have more power than Barry Sanders and other guys who have more speed. And I always thought Tony, Tony Dorsett was one of the smartest running backs. Man, he, he never read a block wrong. He always his sense, but who matched Barry Sanders for elusiveness? Lateral you ability. got him, yeah. and now you don't. He would just you know, make guys look silly. He's done. No, he's not. Uh, that, that's where I think Barry Sanders is number one. And there are other guys. I think it is. Go ahead. Uh, there are other guys who have the power. Other guys who have the speed. Other guys who ran really. You know, Emmett Smith. You know, Emmett Smith was a great combination of power and speed and always behind his blocks. But I don't think anybody surprised me more often when I thought the play was over and suddenly he's running for more yards. Probably in his social life in terms of elusiveness, I'd have to go Derek Jeter. I see what you, I see what you did there. DJ and PK, <laughs> Craig Bowlerjack coming up. And we've also got the Jazz interview after practice uh, later in this hour. And Phil Steele at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Jazz center Rudy Gobert stirred up some controversy when he called the NBA anonymous tip line petty during media availability. I don't know if someone's going to use it, but I think it's sort of petty. At the same time, you want to make sure that people respect the rules. 
Clippers coach Doc Rivers had some fun on the topic saying, I turned in LeBron. I'm going to turn in Pop today. I'm trying to turn all these guys in. I think it's phenomenal. We're going to be the only team left when I'm done with this hotline thing. No, it's funny. I don't think it's a problem at all. I think it's good. Kings guard De'Aaron Fox suffered a sprained left ankle in practice to be reevaluated in seven to ten days. That's your back to basketball update presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. You tweeted out, you know, you got to feel for Tom Homo after putting this together and it all gets blown up. And I'm looking at the mentions on your tweet last night and it was like, this is what you get for not being in a conference. Nobody ever anticipates a (laughs) virus. We haven't had anything like this since 1918. And even then they still play baseball. You can't be like, hey, hey, let's do our little pros and cons. Everybody write your pros, everybody write your cons. You know, everybody's like, well, more TV money, flexibility with the schedule, you know, all these pros. And then somebody writing the cons. What if there is a pandemic and all these conferences play conference-only games? Wow, Todd, that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought of that. I'm glad you brought that. Nobody thinks of this. You know, that is the straw that's breaking the camel's back, Todd. We're going to stay conference. Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Coming up, we got Phil Steele, Phil Steele's college football preview. He is going to join us at 9 o'clock. He's about a half hour away here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Also coming up, Utah Jazz, a post-practice media session, and we hope to let you uh, listen in on that, depending on when it happens, and Yach's ability to access it, which he is currently very stressed over PK. I think Yach has gone. Oh, I'm sure he can do it. Yach's gone from about a four to about an eight right now. And the uh, Zoom is a fickle. (laughs) I trust him. (laughs) Well, at the very least, they'll put it out themselves afterward. Yes. So if we don't have it, it will be on our station. That's for sure. Ultimately, for the listener, doesn't really matter which show. That's all that matters. It's going to be you can hear it on our station, and that's important for them. Uh, Craig Bullerjack scheduled to join us in a little while as well, so stay with us for that. The question of the morning. The Rose Parade is canceled for 2021. What are Ute fans going to do now before the game? Cougar fans had a lot of clever things to say here, PK. Jason, they're going to stay in bed with hangovers like every other year. (laughs) Tanner Withers, same as always. Sean, quote, before the game, close quote, and then a gif of of uh, Steve Carroll, I can't remember his character's name, in Anchorman, eating the banana and laughing at the camera like, <laughs> yeah, good one. Well, I mean, they've been close before. Two t- I think, you know, maybe not so much as close this this past season since Oregon really put it on them, but the game before, I mean, they were right there to win that game about ten times. They couldn't get it done. And you'd have to think if Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss had been there, and I know that's a big if and nobody cares about that, they'd probably win that game, and they probably did play in a Rose Bowl. Nevertheless, it didn't happen. So uh, I wouldn't rule it out. They played on New Year's Day before. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, it's a blow to our country, the, new, the Rose Bowl parade. You know, I mean, that's my second favorite parade right behind. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl the, uh, parade? No, the Pioneer Day Parade, whatever you call it, when you see all the Channel 5 people in the back of convertibles waving at you. Yep. 
I mean that that's big time. That was that's my introduction to Utah, the Tribune way back when, 27 years ago. They flew me up uh, to look for a place that already accepted the job, and then they flew me back up from Southern California to look for a place to live. Uh, this time, the first time when I had the interview, I came by myself. When I got the job and accepted, and they flew me back up, I my wife came obviously. And we got into town on the 23rd. Now, I didn't have much experience with the state of Utah, but I saw some folks lining up along State Street there, or is it Main Street, uh, as far as uh, what, I was wondering what was going on. So they were camping out for this great parade. And then the next day, I mean, that was that was the highlights. I didn't know the Channel 5 people at the time, but they were waving at me in there in the back of convertibles, and I figured they were special, so I waved back at them. Sweet. For all I know, I might have been waving and caught eye contact with Craig Bolerjack. I didn't know it at the time. That's a good point, actually. You probably were. <laughs> I hadn't thought that all the way through. <laughs> Bowler! <laughs> One day you'll be thrilled to come on my radio show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the the Macy's Day Parade on Thanksgiving, that was a tradition. My mother watched it every single year. And, you know, we were only 20 miles away, but never went to it. But she watched it every single year. And so now I feel like I I watch it. And I think of her when I watch that thing. And I watch it every single year, the Macy's Day Thanksgiving morning parade. Got to watch it. Yeah, I sleep through that one, too. Oh, come on. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm not going to lie, PK. I'm with DJ on this one. <laughs> Sleep right no. through it. I think you're right that no. it is a blow, though, because it's not everybody does everything, right? If college football doesn't happen, that'll be a sad day for you and I because we like to watch a lot of college football. But there are people out yes. there who couldn't care less, right? Everybody's thing... Not my Everybody's friends. got something that's really important <laughs> to them, and it is different for everybody, but this is something that's important to a lot of people. For reasons that aren't clear to me, uh, one of my dad's aunts, I guess my great aunt, got up when you're, I could not believe this. Aunt Annetta, how's that for an old school name? Aunt Annetta got up, uh, she and a couple friends bought uh, tickets on some bus that left somewhere in San Diego and bust them up, not to the TV portion of the Rose Parade, but it's like a two or three mile long route. I don't know. It's huge. And so they were at the end of it, but they had to leave at like four or five in the morning or something ridiculous. I remember my oh, dad yeah. telling me that. I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah, she'll be up. The hair will be done. The makeup will be on. She'll be dressed to the nines. This is an event. She is fired up. And I'm like, wow. wow. Never discussed. Was it your aunt hot? <laughs> Should we dress uh, no, to the nines? She was my aunt, so definitely not. Other people may have thought so, but I can guarantee you that I did not. And also, I'd be a little weirded and creeped out if I did think she was hot. <laughs> She's my Why? aunt. Can't you, you can't appreciate beauty in your family? No, I really can't. No, I really can't. They're just who they are, and that's who they are, and that's that. Yeah, somebody else finds them hot, good for them. But me, not so much. If you have a hot cousin, what's wrong with that? They're my cousin. I don't even know if they're hot or not. It's, uh, there's, a, there's a block on PK. There is a force field. I don't know. You don't have to take it any beyond that. I'm not being gross here. Good. But if you have a hot cousin, I want to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Oh, man. <laughs> you got studly looking brothers, right? Uh, not really. Sure. Well, they're not? married, yeah. so somebody must have well, thought yeah, they were. That, that's the point. You know, uh, Eric married cousin Karen, and they've been married for 30 years now, so I, you know, Eric's got to be fired up. Your, your brother married your cousin, would you say? No, that's different. They have the same name. I do have a brother, Eric, but he that's not that Eric. That Eric married. Oh, 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 that Eric oh, married oh, Julie. Oh, okay. But Karen married a guy named Eric. <laughs> so who's hot? Who's hotter? Guard. <laughs> Julie or, or Aaron? Who's hotter? Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. The block is up. Well, I don't you know. just I named force field. You mean Karen? You, you named two Karen. Yeah. Okay, Karen or Julie? Yeah, I don't know. Got the force field up. I better really be careful with that. We yeah, tried that right. one time. It didn't work. <laughs> Trying to stay out of trouble, and we got into trouble. Trouble. Uh, that's going to be in the book, though. That chapter, people will laugh about that chapter. That'll be a good chapter in the book. Years from now? Years from now, PK, when we're done sometime around 2060. after we get fired here for our bad attitudes and do a podcast for 30 years it blows up (laughs) we go paul feinbaum we got a show on the pac-12 network after they get a contract with direct tv because we're not doing it until then (laughs) uh it's a blow that they're not going to have the rose bowl parade i got to admit it's a, it's a famous, it's an institution. So, it, it has elevated itself it beyond a parade. It's an institution. It is. In, in uh, Southern California, I don't know if it's fully appreciated here, but in Southern California, I would be amazed flipping around that you could literally see that thing on like five or six different stations. Because it wasn't just the, the network stations would broadcast it, but there's a bunch of, LA has a lot of TV stations, there's a bunch of independent stations, you know, KTLA Channel 5, PK, they, they'd be televising and... Fox Channel 11 would be televising it. And it wasn't Fox then. It was an independent. So, yeah, it was you, you literally in L.A., you'd flip the channel and it's on. You flip the channel and it's on. You flip the channel and it's on. But it's always a different vantage point, a different view, maybe a different block. But it's it's pretty much the same deal. Well, yeah, for me as a kid, the fact that you could have a parade outside on January 1st is like, what are you kidding me? Growing up where I grew up. I mean, the only time you went outside was to uh, run from uh, the garage to the car or something uh, because the weather was so bad and it was so cold and it was damp and it was bone chilling. And so to see people walking down the street and not being bundled up to where the only thing you could see is their eyes, that uh, was something that was always intriguing to me. And it was was hard for me to grasp that that place actually existed in our United States when you're a kid. It just didn't seem possible because I, even as a kid, I never really enjoyed winter. I, that's one of the reasons why I love baseball because it signaled the start of spring and the start of being able to be outside and to run around in your backyard or play with the neighbor kids, whatever it might be, whatever you were into, ride your bike, who knows. Uh, so all the examples of kids being outside was so, so just I look forward to it so passionately. Uh, and to see that they had that year-round, I just remember as a kid, that really blew me away. All right, coming up next, we're going to listen in to the uh, Jazz interview with the player, if it starts on time, if Yacht can get the technology to work between Zoom and the 
uh, backup studio we're in, Yox. Yox trying to downplay it. He's trying to de escalate. The studio issue is not the problem. It's actually it, it really, the Zoom call. It's straight. This is all Zoom. Okay. Yox's stress level has dropped to about a six. I don't know how he's rolling with this so well, PK, because I did think we were nearing Yox explosion territory at about an 8.5 about 15 minutes ago. All right. DJ and PK plus Phil Steele at nine o'clock. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Sports stay for the radio wackiness. In one of the all-time explanations, PK, Yak just told me we've got a Zoom link. We don't know if it's the right one, and there's nobody there. So other than that, we got this thing down cold. I got a blank wall I'm looking at right now on a Zoom. Well, it's probably Florida then. Blank wall. Well, we had a real good practice today. The guys had high energy, man. They were listening to what we're saying. <laughs> they were really helping each other out, and Thanks, we were George. working together as a team. Supposed to be George and, and we're excited to play, and we're, we're progressing at the rate we need to. Things are going well for us. The minivan, George Niang, scheduled to join the media here shortly. Uh, and if it takes a little too long, we got to go to break about 855 because you got Phil Steele at 9. But, Yak, you'll roll on it, and then we'll play it after Phil Steele, right? Perfect. So you're going to be covered either way, you know, probably. We'll see how this works out. If somebody shows up to this white wall and says hi. Eh, practice run a little long. It happens. If there's anything that's happened during this time, PK, it's that uh, the whole hurry up and wait nature of covering sports is really different. You know, setting aside time to drive anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour somewhere to cover something and then waiting for 30, 45 minutes for practice. That was a big part of every day. And then the 20 minute to hour drive back. Hurry up to wait. Yeah. There was a lot of hurry up and wait and all, all that commute time. There's still a little bit of hurry up and wait, but it's uh, it's very different now. It's very odd. You didn't realize how much of your time you spent driving and waiting. Right. That's why, you know, that downtime, that's where I, I spent a lot of time working on lyrics to my music. This could go wrong. Why? No, I thought you were probably just going to start making up lyrics. Now you want me to do rap? Nope, I'd rather you not. I really would country? rather. Country? Definitely. Uh, you could Maybe you could give country a try, but I, I probably just made a mistake right there. My mama, she <laughs> threw me out when I was three. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. You had a bad attitude. Explains. What's wrong with me? Oh, there it is. <laughs> George Niang can't show up soon enough. <laughs> How about George Strait? Can we get him? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Get George Strait online, too. But tell him we might have to bump him for George Niang. How about, okay, George Niang, George Strait, or Boy George? George Niang. <laughs> Can 
You used to sing, do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? Admit it. Not in public. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. In the Admit bathroom, it, in the mirror, when I was <laughs> sobbing to myself. But that was the only time. What's your favorite Boy George tune? Do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> Not come a come a come a come a chameleon? No, I hated that song. <laughs> Why? Hated that song. It didn't make any sense. He was just blathering on. Wait. Boy George didn't make any sense. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> <laughs> How could you say that? George Allen O'Dowd, just, uh, you know, not my jam. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck should have reacted to that. Now he is. It just processed. That was a, he's like, no, never say that again, DJ. Never say that again. I'm surprised we're not hearing the music right now. I would, I would have thought Yuck would have went to oh, he's busy the computer. He's busy struggling with Zoom right now. He's, he's, he's got all kinds of issues. So the editor, the editor of the Orange County Register is a longtime friend of mine, a guy named Todd Harbinson. He tweeted yesterday that his world, he spent six and a half hours in Zoom or Google meetings yesterday. Oh, brutal. <laughs> That's where it's at now, though. I know. Oh, I know. I've got one for one o'clock today. So that's that's a highlight. You wonder if that's what it's going to be going forward. Yes. Well, we finally have solved the pollution problem in our cities. Yes, and I think what's really going to drive it is companies realizing why are we paying for all this commercial real estate? We can have our employees pay for an extra room in their home to make their office. We can slash. They may still have something. Uh, Channel 2 has has, uh, some stuff in the basement, some stuff on the ground floor, and then there's some... uh, office staff, sales, and management up on the second floor. And I can, I can totally see that being consolidated. Originally, we weren't up on the second floor. Uh, I, I could see that being consolidated. Absolutely. I, well, I can see a lot of people I know doing personally, that. you've told me this has been some of the best times of your life, not having to see Fox every day. <laughs> wow. You got that backwards. <laughs> he told you that it was some of the best time of his life because he didn't have to see any of us any day. <laughs> well, I do know Adam's life has improved greatly now that he doesn't interact with you. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> he can fish like five days a week, so that's golden. Because I don't know that people realize that DJ's nickname down at Channel 2, The Bear. That's not the nickname. Oh, it is. Well, it's a nickname I can say on, t- on radio. You can say PETA. That's, I mean, an acronym been other for, words. that's an acronym for something. <laughs> There's other words that they use, but it's more for that's for satellite radio. Oh, there it is. Yeah, this one here, it's it's very difficult. How are we I mean, doing with George Niang in there, Yak? Still waiting on. We know it's the right link. We're just waiting on people. Okay, so we're gonna have to record that because he's gonna start, and then we're gonna have to stop. Yeah, so we'll roll right. on it. We can bring it back. Apparently, also Donovan Mitchell's gonna be on the Zoom conference. Oh, today sweet. As well. we just found that out. Now George and Yang's feelings are going to be hurt because we got all, got all excited about it. Move that. aside, George. Move over. Good to see you, George. Now, to the left. Well, it's typical to what they do. They usually make two guys available. Yes, that, is, that has been the it's trend. Been traditional format, yeah. 
All right, we're going to take a break. Then when we come back, Phil Steele, we'll talk college football with him, and then uh, Yach will record the press conference when it starts, and we'll get, uh, unless it goes so long, maybe we'll just take it live at 920. I don't know. But we'll talk to Phil Steele next. Stay with us.